Otherwise, I'm good also. It's a little rain outside, but I kind of yeah. like the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool enough. It's hot down here in Houston, Texas. It kind of cleans the air and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I think we should get into it. What is the Business Building Blocks podcast? The Business Building Blocks podcast is a business talk show. And it's designed for the entrepreneur or the business owner that wants to expand their business. But we also uh, focus now on the black community, particularly. Right. Because we're in, we have the greatest need. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we are plagued with uh, unemployment, a lot of social ills. So we believe that we can address those ills by economic development, by opening up businesses and employing ourselves. Right. And and we'll create that uh, transformation of building wealth, address our own needs. What is the purpose or the motivation? Well, our motivation is not purely for the acquisition of money. We're not just uh, just after money for money's sake. Uh, we're more concerned about the cultivation of a people and a building of a community. So we're about community building, nation building, kingdom building. Right. And within that kingdom is the purpose of our podcast, our businesses. That's true. Each person, in, we want people to have their own businesses. We want people to have the tools that they need to build those businesses. And that, that brings me back to the, to the quote that we started off the program with. Right. Every human need, there's a business opportunity to, to satisfy that need. You know, basic needs of food, clothing, and shelter. Right. If you think about those basic fundamental needs of every human being, uh, to deliver those foods, you got to have agriculture. You see, you got to grow the food or either livestock. You got to raise the animals. Someone has to do that work. And then if you got to prepare the food, transport the food, cook the food, you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of those are different industries. Right. And those are different employment opportunities or business opportunities that must be satisfied in order for us to do something simple as eat. Clothing. Someone has to provide the clothes. Someone has to produce the fabric. Right. You know, the cotton uh, uh, or whatever the clothes is made out of. It has to be uh, harvested and the, the, it has to be made in the cloth. And then the cloth has to be sold. Right. A, well, a process. Well, there are a lot of ways to get into business. Um, like you can find one of those needs and serve one of those needs that you were just describing. Right. You can follow your passion and, you know, do some things where you're building it yourself, whether that's clothing or something like that, right. like you were just talking about. But another way to go into business is something called franchising. That's true. True. Yeah, franchising. Franchising. There is an existing, uh, a broader corporation, so right. to speak. Um, and uh, what you what you're doing, you're buying into that that corporation, a location, maybe uh, what we call a branch, a store. Say, for instance, a location of within the broader corporation. It's a large corporation, multi. It may be a a multi-million dollar, billion dollar corporation. There's the chain of, of, of stores is all over the state or all over the, the country or even international, multinational corporations. Some of the larger corporations like Walmart. Right, McDonald's. It's all over the, yeah, McDonald's. Apple, KFC. McDonald's may be a better one. I think Walmart is, is owned by family. But uh, McDonald's actually have a franch franchises franchisees where you can buy a particular location, a particular restaurant. Mm. One one uh, restaurant or multiple restaurants and uh, and have you uh, a franchise. Mm. Well, how do you get a franchise or what more, I guess a better question would be like what? why would you get a franchise? Like what's the benefits? Well, if you think about a franchise uh you don't have to start that that uh, company from uh, from zero. 
it's an established company with an established brand name. People already recognize yeah. it. They already, you got a recognizable name, you got a track record, you got a customer base. Mm -hmm. So you minimize on your risk. Remember, most businesses fail within the first five years. Right. But if you buy into an existing business now, your, your, your uh, uh, risk of failure is lessened. You're joining a winning team. Right. You're joining a <laughs> team that's already proven. Kind of like KD going to the uh, Golden State Warriors. No, right. but <laughs> something that's and, already going. And, and, and also, you, you talk about marketing, mm -hmm. but also management. This company has already developed the management, their systems. Right, right. The management system. So when you when you buy a franchise, you may already have a manual of how to run the store. You know, uh, how to manage this, how to manage that is already laid out. Right. Like if, if it's a restaurant, you don't have to come up with the menu. It's already done. You see, uh, another thing is your supply chain is already established. You don't have to go out and look for those wholesalers we talked about, your suppliers. Oh, so you already have an existing relationship because yeah. the other... Yeah, the, the company is already yeah. organized. It's already The systems are already in place. Your vendors are already there. Oh. Through the, through the, uh, through the parent corporation. Right. And so when you, when you set up your, your particular location, Subway. Mm -hmm. Subway is an example. Then you know they already have the menu, they already have the vendors, all of that. You just you just get right into the system. You pay your franchise fee, and it's not expensive as people would think, right? Not for a franchise because as a franchise, you know when you when you when you buy when you're in business and you buy wholesale, mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes the more you buy, the more of a price discount you get, the better deal you get. And the lines of credit and that type of thing is based on your your particular uh, collateral, your 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 capital, you personally. But when you buy into a corporation, that a corporation is much more capitalized. So your line of credit is, is much deeper because it's with your parent corporation. Mm. So you know you can get a lot of those goods on consignment. And as you sell, as you sell those, that inventory, now you can pay for it, and it's it's much more affordable. Mm. It's is 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 easier to get into because everything is like I said, the structure, the, the management is done, the marketing is done, the advertising. You benefit from all of that, right? I heard Rick Ross say, because I've always kind of I don't know why I've always thought about franchises and things like that. Like, I always thought about, yeah, one day I'm going to get a Chick-fil-A just because right. <laughs> I like Chick-fil-A or something like that. But I remember he was saying that uh, for him to get that Wingstop franchise, they wanted him to go to, like, a nine-month class or something yeah, yeah. so he can, like, learn their business and stuff. But he didn't have the time to sit in it, so he sent, I think he sent his mother and his sisters, I think. That would make sense. Yeah, and then he, like, let them run stores. So that was a cool way to, like, That's true. spread out the wealth. And and that's the thing with with uh, ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to, we have to realize that owning something, you don't need all that advanced education to own something. Right. You know, you don't need a PhD to be the owner. <laughs> what you oh, need? I just realized. What you need is wealth. What you need is capital. And once you have the capital, and you build your organization, now you can be you you can be in, hire that talent. You can hire, hire someone that's a PhD, or hire someone with a master's degree, or like like you say, Rick Ross said, you can hire a manager. Right. And you can send that person to the training, and your managers manage your business. Man. Manage your outlet, manage your store, manage your branch. You're the owner. You're not the manager. You're the owner. Now, you could be an owner-manager. You can manage your own business. You know, and that's that's going to be more income for you because you can you can earn a salary in addition to your profit. You know what I just thought about? I seen a video talking about um, it was Killer Mike talking about a lot of my references come from rappers because oh, I watch a lot good. of. <laughs> but it, it was Killer Mike, and he was talking about how D boys or drug dealers can get out of the game, and he was like, "You can get a little snow cone spot for like 
$5,000 or something like that. Yeah. My numbers might be off, but he was saying you can get a subway, for, uh, a walk-in, walk-out subway for like 10000 or something like that. That's true. And a lot of people spend that on jewelry a lot of times as far as yeah. D-Boys are he, concerned. He, he got yeah. a chain around his neck, and you're not always going to have that 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 uh what top 10 album. Right. Uh, 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 so you hot this year, but next year you may not be. You might not have a hot single out next year. And a lot of these things that you buy go down in value, especially like cars. Yeah, it depreciates. Come on, and and I heard Rick Ross say that one of his that his I don't know how many he got. He got a lot of them. No wing stops. Yeah. He was like they make a, a million dollars a year. One yeah. wing stop. Yeah, one one wing stop. After, I think after like a couple of years, he get them to making a million dollars a year. You know, I'm gonna give you a personal this uh, example. When I was in college, my senior year, I worked. At uh, out there on Harwin, we talked about right in that wholesale district, NAL National Apparel Liquidators. It was a men's a warehouse type show suits, but they sold them at, at wholesale prices, at discount prices. And um, I was a, I was one of their first salesmen. But before I became a salesman, I was a cashier, and I was generating ten thousand dollars a shift. As a cashier. Whoa. That's how I got my promotion. <laughs> I got promoted from being a cashier to a salesman. And then when I was a salesman, the line wrapped around the store because of the, the, the customers that wanted to see me. Right. I was a young black male, and and the people see us because we have style, we have swagger, uh-huh. you know, and everybody wants to be, you know, to have that swag, they want a, they want a young black man to 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 style him. That was a scene like that and get out. Yeah, I just want to be cool. Like yeah, you want to be cool, yeah, want to yeah. be in, you yeah. want to be hip. Right, right. You know. So, uh, but look, we made and, and the guy name was Walter Powell. You might not know Walter Powell, but that was Walter Powell Jr. He had a high end um, men's store downtown Main Street. The father did right. Well, when the saw the father died and the son inherited the empire, mm-hmm. he needed a way to liquidate this overstock, you know. So what he did, he got into that 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 whole, that, that warehousing, you know, liquidation. They was liquidating their overstock. Mm. That's what they was doing. The clothes that was out of season, right? If it's last season, or last year's season, you got to move that merchandise out of your warehouse for the new season. That's what it's all about. So then now you sell it at a discount rate, and um, you put it in, and it was out there. But what I was drawing attention to is how much money they was making. I was just one cashier. They had about four cashiers. Mm. So that means they made, if I was making 10000 just say they made, the other ones made 10000 that's 40000 a day. In one shift, and they might have had two shifts, if I remember. But just forty thousand a day. God, what they making in thirty days? Right, that's thirty times forty. So it's easy to make a million dollars if you see that mm. uh, in a year's time. That's interesting uh, because I'm sure a lot of people. This seems far fetched because it's like, of course, Rick Ross, and of course. Uh, people that have capital can get businesses. I mean, can get into franchising. But is there a way, and this is just me asking this, is there a way to get in with a, can you get a small, can you get a loan for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I wanted to say that the types of franchises is not limited to, to restaurants. Oh, okay. I want to say that. Other industries, mm-hmm. janitorial service, we just talked about uh, retail clothing stores. Okay. Um, tax services. Uh, um, even car rental spots. There's one out on our side of town. Uh, Hertz Car Rental is a black woman that owns that branch mm. of the car rental place. So um, look at whatever your talent, whatever your industry is, and you want to enter that that market. Look for franchise op- uh, opportunities. Google it. Search it on the internet. You know, franchise opportunity. Bring up your industry. And 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 uh, look at it. It's not just restaurants. Now, in terms of a cost, do you have to have all that money up front? No, you don't. 
Because when you go into business, you need to have a banking relationship. We suggest that you bank black. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. And in this area is Unity Bank. But you come with your business plan. Everyone starting a business should have a business plan. Your business plan is a loan proposal for, for you to raise capital in order to finance your business. You see? So you have some savings, but you, your savings may not be enough. Say, savings, you need $100,000. You only have um, 20000 cash. But then you have a home that you own clear, free and clear. Now, the house is worth 100000 Now, what you can do is use that house for collateral and your cash in the bank to help uh, meet that. Maybe you get a, a, a $80,000 loan, mm. and the house capitalizes the loan, you see? And that's how you go into that franchise. You know, that's how you go into that business. You don't have to have all of that money in cash. Wow. Okay, then. Well, I think it's a good time to go into the different businesses that support us. All right, then. The first company we would like to highlight is Nation's Products. Nation's Products. They are a literacy advocate company. They sell books and uh, different educational materials for children and Really, people of all the ages, as far as um, literature is concerned. Uh, one book that you're holding up right now is the Famous Blacks in America Word Search book. That's true. We highlight that book a lot because it's very important, and it's interactive. It's not just like a, a storybook. It's actually a word search book, and we've all done those in school. I know I have. That's true. Growing up, but they were about things that had nothing to do with me. That's right. This one in particular, what, what is this one about? This is about leaders and figures, uh, black leaders and black figures that were significant in our history and our culture. Right. So as this, as the child solves the puzzle, they learn about each figure, something significant about them, mm. facts about them. And then that builds their self-esteem because they're looking at someone that looked like themselves. Right. And that's giving them a positive image, self-image. It builds their self-esteem. And now they start striving to try to accomplish something like that or something equivalent to what they see our uh, ancestors done in the past. Mm. Very important. Well, we would like to thank Nation's Products. Uh, where can they find them? Check them out on Facebook. Facebook? Like, like them on Facebook. And on there, you'll find a link where you can click and, and order with your credit card or whatever and have those books shipped to you. It's like a mail order type business. Right, okay then. So go ahead, do that now. Uh, another one of our sponsors we would like to highlight is Grimes, 1956. Grimes, 1956. It's a, um, the company serves two purpose, purposes. One of them is they print T-shirts for other people, whether it be like um, Little League teams, yeah. businesses, mm-hmm. um, you know, music artists, anybody. If you if you need a T-shirt printed, they do that. Grimes, nineteen fifty-six. Okay. Uh, they actually printed our shirts. We have some more coming. Yeah. Business Builder Blocks. Yeah. Podcast. Looking very nice. It's a very quality T-shirt. That's something else I like about it. Since it's like an individual who's into fashion, when you order a shirt from him, he doesn't just get the the run-of-the-mill you know T-shirts that you'll find for like family reunions and stuff. He's going to get like a quality shirt that has a nice fit, a nice cut, you know, because he has that uh, expertise. Quality products, affordable prices, fair. I mean, do business. We doing doing business with us. He's one of our sponsors. And we're networking within our circle. Right. So that's That's, that's important. So follow him on Instagram at Grimes1956 and uh, get those services. All right, then. Uh, can we talk about the final call? We can. Public service announcement. The final call newspaper. And this article, it talks about the black man do for self or suffer the consequences. And one of the great examples of that is the Big Ballers brand. 
the uh, father with the sons that play basketball. Right. Uh, they developed their own shoe, or their own shoe car company. Big baller brand. Big baller brand. So they are a, a perfect example of what we're talking about. Man. Empowering ourselves and empowering our children. But support the Final Call newspaper, which is black, independent black media, at finalcall.com. Again, that's finalcall.com. That's very... I- I know we didn't plan to talk about that again, but something recently happened with that whole story that was very interesting. Like, the way they're interacting with the father, I forget his name. Uh, I know the son name. Is he LeVar Ball? Or is yeah, this... LeVar Ball. Yeah, that's it. LeVar Ball. He was on a show, I think it was ESPN. Yeah. And there was a woman on there who had been talking about him bad for like a few weeks, like just clowning his brand. I would never wear that. I wouldn't. Right. You know, what is he doing? He's he's a bad father. He's he's putting his his children fear him. That's another thing the media tries to do. Right. They're encouraging his children to rebel against him for some reason. They're trying to vilify parents that make their children successful. They seem to do that a lot. You see that with Michael Jackson's father? Yeah. You know, say he was this harsh taskmaster, but he made his children millionaires. Mm-hmm. The same with... Uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Venus and Serena Williams' father. And, and, uh, and uh, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Matthew Knowles. You know, it, you see the pattern in the media. That's why you can't believe the the these uh, fake news. Right. You know, these alternative facts. And and they, the images of us, the blacks, that they give are very negative. What? We, we need to support black media that lifts us up. And that motivates, that builds our self-esteem. Right. You don't see any major news company talking about him in a positive light, except for, like, the Breakfast Club. I've seen them. Uh, yeah, black media. Yeah, I've seen them they, <laughs> build they, him up. They don't want us to, these ideas to catch on. Because if the if the players start owning them shoe companies, right. all the other, the ones who've been, you know, profiting off of their, our talents are going to become obsolete. Because in reality, without us, these companies would be obsolete. That's right. What would Nike be without Jordan? You know what I mean? And now LeBron. You remember when I talked about that suit company and I was making $10,000 a shift? I wasn't making $10,000 a <laughs> shift. I was making about five bucks an hour. Wow. Five, six dollars an hour. Was that minimum wage back then or they were like yeah, breaking was, the law? It was, it, was, it, was, it was like minimum wage. Wow. It was what I was making. And then, but he offered me because I became a, a such top, when I became a salesman, my salary went up. But when I, uh, he offered me a position as a manager. He said, I'm about to open up a store on the north side or either the south side of town. I want you to be my next manager. Right. Because I was making him so much money. I'm just making a salary. He's making profits. Mm-hmm. You see? So that's the difference. And if that catches on, in our community, we would be empowered. And they would lose that tool. You know, they taking advantage of us. Was was oh yeah. Was that a black owned that wasn't a black owned company, right? No, it was a white owned company. And you was we was talking about earlier how people condemn you was a young black man at that time. That's true. And people condemn young black men, they don't want to hire us, but you see right. the talent that you had, you was making him all that money. That's true. So if people would see the potential and, you know, I think the reason they uh, condemn us is so that they can control us, our self-image. You see, so now we would work for them. Right. You see, we would play ball for them. We would carry water for them. Right. If we had a higher self-esteem, if we had a better image now, maybe we would want to be owner. Maybe we want to be the leader. Right. And the owner. You know, not just a worker. Mm-hmm. But your self-esteem has to be built for you to even imagine that. You know, uh, yourself being taken on that type of responsibility. Right. And you having that potential. And, you know, it all comes with your self-image. Mm. Yeah, that is true. That's very true. Um, well, it takes money to own and oper- operate a business. Um we talked about not having the money for the... You don't have to have all the money for the franchise at that moment. You can. Uh, you talked about the different ways you can go about doing that. But um, 
Are there any other ways to run a business if you don't have all the money at one time? Well, we talked about credit. You want to apply for We talked about loans. There's also lines of credit. Right. But at this time, I want to, I want to mention it again. Bank Black. Bank Black. We need to have a relationship with a black bank. Right. The black bank in this area is Unity National Bank. It's located at 2602 Blodgett Street. It's in the heart of the city, Third Ward. And um, that number is 713-526-8697. Again, 713-526-8697. Support Unity Bank. But, yes, um, but when you get a line of credit now, that may be with some of your vendors. You you need supplies, um, whatever you're selling. We talked about shirts when we had the artists on. Right. You need a shirt vendor, but you know how much how expensive it is because you need to when you buy in wholesale, you need to buy in bulk. You need to buy by the case. You might need to buy a hundred shirts, you know, in order to get that price point. So, but you don't have that kind of money. You need you need shirts in all these different colors and different styles. Right. So you may need a several thousand dollars worth of uh, inventory. You may be able to get a line of credit and make payments on that inventory. You can do that with a line of credit. So that's another way to finance your business and also equipment. Uh, you may need office equipment or equipment in order to manufacture or process your your product. Right. Again, that equipment can be very expensive. You know, so... Especially in something like construction or... Yeah, a manufacturing. Yeah. Manufacturing. Where you... Uh, uh, even in the restaurant business. These commercial kitchens. Oh, yeah. All of that... Uh, the fryer, the stainless steel oven, you know, the, the refrigeration. You know, all of this... Uh, Equipment that you need, your cash register. You know what about your office furniture? Mm-hmm. You know, supplies. You know you need supplies. So now, you may apply through your vendor for a line of credit. Right. You don't have to always have that money up front. That's why we think you need a million dollars to go into business. You may not. You may not only have ten thousand. You get a franchise. You order your products through through your franchise corporation, your parent corporation, and then they give you a line of credit. Right. You see, and now maybe for twenty thousand dollars you can open your door. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Now the building. Another thing I would talk about. Say for instance, the building. You don't have to build a building or own the building. You can just rent space in the building. Mm-hmm. You get a lease. You see all these strip. These strip centers, the strip malls. Right. Well, all of those businesses don't own, own the buildings. Or you see the high-rise building downtown. Mm-hmm. The business don't necessarily own that building. That You, you go to suite so-and-so. Right, right. They don't own the building. What they're doing, just like you rent an apartment, you rent that business space and you operate out of that space. Mm. You get your uh, a year lease or whatever. Uh, the duration of your lease, and you make payments on your building. That's another operating cost. You talked about liabilities. Your costs are liabilities. Mm-hmm. And then your uh, your things that you own are assets. Once people get these businesses, uh, especially in our community, it's very important to support our own. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So... How can members of the black community support black entrepreneurs? Um, Well, one thing they need to be aware of the need to support black businesses. mm -hmm. There was the connection between our, um, the ghetto, so to speak, the ghetto, whereas rampant poverty, unemployment, um, crime, Drugs. What's the connection between that and economic development? Which, which, what I mean, business. Mm-hmm. 
Because if if we wanted to, if we generate one point one trillion or one point five trillion dollars a year collectively, right. na- nationally, the black the black community, that's what we generate. One point five trillion dollars. Now we want to we want to circulate that dollar in order for us to benefit from that. Well, the only way you can circulate the dollar, you must have black businesses to go circulate the dollar with. Mm. And as those businesses expand, they're able to, that's producing more jobs. When sales increase, then you have to bring in staff in order to meet that demand, right? Right. So that that will produce more jobs. Now, uh, 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 Pookie, on mm-hmm. the corner hustling, <laughs> right? He don't he don't have to take that route now. He don't have to hustle because now he have a a job now. And and our business, mm. you know? and I, and I see a, a a lot of young people, especially in the college space, in this uh, it's like a PC movement going on. Politically correct, a lot of them will be like, "But that's racist. Why would you say black business? Like, why why would you only say that?" Right, you know. Well, they don't understand about race. They don't understand that this country was built, not just this country, the Western world was built off of racism. Europe also. White yeah. supremacy. And white supremacy, if you don't see them as a race, see them as an ethnic group. Right. Asians. Look at that grouping. They have Asia town in every city where their businesses are, and they hire their own people. Now, they all open up a business in our community, but who do they hire? They hire their own family members. They hire from their own group. Families first. Right. That's what it is. Uh, who else? We got Asians. We got uh, Arabs. You know, they're going to hire from their own group. You know, their family members, their community, the people that share their faith or whatever. And this is, isn't it some, isn't it, oh, that's the thunder. Isn't it somewhat of a, like, cycle? Because if, if the business, um, when they support their own businesses, then those businesses can support their institutions, say, like a school. That's true. Then they can control their own curriculum and, right. and educate their children properly. Right. Then those children grow up, and then they can take those businesses further that, in turn, take the institutions further, and now they have a... a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, all of these things are part of a community. Right. The religious, your religious uh, uh, temple, your church, your mosque, it's in a community. The school is in a community. The business is in the community. The university. You see, everything is in the, in the community here. Right. Now, we live in that community. The restaurant, the grocery store, everything we need service in that community. Right. But when you don't own the things that you need, now you're dependent on others to provide for you. And so when you take your money and you spend your money with them, they take your money and they take it out. They take it out of your community. It's not redeveloping your community. So now you don't get the benefit of that job opportunity from your dollar you just spent. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's not, we talked about those businesses sponsoring little league teams. Well, they, these foreign uh, businesses, they don't invest back in our children. You know? No, yeah, absolutely. They, they don't have no reason to. We're not forcing them to. We can we can have that leverage if, 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 if they're not the only people providing that service. If they're the only one providing that service, we have no leverage. Cause, oh, they gonna come here because they not, they don't have nowhere else to go. I have never in my life been to a black-owned gas station, and we had plenty. <laughs> we had plenty of gas stations during segregation. Segregation, we was forced to do business with one another. Everybody black had to live in the same community, so you had no choice. You had no choice, <laughs> yeah. and we couldn't go to the. The white businesses, if we were, we had to go to the back door, you know, because it was cut. Everything was separate. So black businesses flourished. 
but it's flourished because of uh, separate development. We actually made more progress during segregation, and I'm not advocating segregation, but I am advocating self-development, self, uh, us developing our own community like every other community developed their own community. I always wondered, did black people weren't allowed to go to white restaurants, but were white people allowed to go to black businesses and stuff? Yeah, but they're not going to choose to go to our businesses when our businesses are, are, are beneath them. It's a, it's a, it's a social class racial issue. Oh, okay. They think they're social, uh, they're a class above us. Right. So we beneath them. You see, so, you know, they they got this facade as if white is better. Right. And we think white is better. Yeah. Well, I was talking more in the, in during segregation. Because okay. these, guys, these days, they will go to a black business because... Because it's real, it's trendy now to, you know, let's go get Mexican. Let's go get yeah. this. You know, so they'll go to other stuff. But I mean, during segregation. Well, see, you remember, the people were segregated. Right. So the people live, the blacks lived in a particular area. Mm-hmm. And whites lived in a particular area. So whites are going to frequent the businesses in that area. They're not going to go over to the black ghetto. Yeah, They're yeah. going to go risk their life in the black ghetto. <laughs> yeah. To go spend money with us. I very few. I doubt it. Even today, it's really the same way today. Yeah. They're not breaking their neck to come spend money with us. In the hood. Yeah, they're not at the Not only whites, the Arabs, the Asians, all of these foreigners, they're not breaking their back, their neck, to spend no money with us. The the the, the Asians that run the uh, beauty supply companies, do they go get their hair done at our beauty, <laughs> beauty shops and barbershops? No, not, no, they don't. They don't get their hair done. <laughs> they, they doing our nails. But could we do their nails? I don't think so. I seen a painting like that. I seen a painting <laughs> where they had switched all the roles. Right. Like they had a uh this was all races, but they had like they had like a bunch of like rich look like rich white women right. doing Asian ladies' nails. Right. And then they had like uh they had like a, a white maid cleaning a Mexican lady's like Mexican family's house. Yeah. And just the way that that looked so jarring was like a people should realize that it should be more balanced, I think. Yeah, and really, I think I'm looking, I like to look at ownership. Right. Because we're looking at jobs. Oh, right, right, right. We're looking at labor. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can have a lot of blacks working in a place, but they don't own the place. Oh, yeah. So who, who's the owner? You know, it's like us playing these... Uh, and these and these athletics sports, you know, you would think that the NBA is black owned with all the brothers in the NBA and the NFL. I think psychologically, that's that's why a lot of us. I think that's why a lot of black people will buy something like Jordans, right? Even though it might be owned by Nike, right? I don't even know if Jordan's still, but owned by Nike yeah. or like LeBron. You will buy LeBrons because you're supporting a black person, but it's it's weird. It's like a it's a black face with a white company. Right. Yeah. A vote. Right. You know, that's why I didn't start the 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 podcast off with franchising. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted us to be independent, to think independent. Right. I'm not against franchising, but there's a there's a degree of dependency there that you're still tied to this corporation. But if you look at the principle of franchising, we can establish our own franchise. Oh, so it could be a black-owned business that franchises That's true. other and places. For instance, the Salam restaurant owned by the Nation of Islam, I believe the headquarters in Chicago, I believe that the Salam restaurant could be franchised in every major city in America that should have a Salam restaurant. And not only that, in every capital of every nation throughout the world, should have a should have a salon restaurant. That's that's the way I believe. I believe we could set up black owned franchise. Wow. Big big ballers should be all over the country and all over the world. Absolutely, yeah. And we, we outnumber white people. Yeah. We are really the majority. Globally. Globally. So we need to spend money with each other at home and abroad. We don't talk a lot about international trade. 
But this show is really about trade. Um, trade here with one another, trade in the Caribbean, trade in Central and South America, Africa, the whole world. Yeah, and, and with the Internet, that's not that crazy of an idea. No. To be shipping all over the world. I've recently, I think I said this last, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but I recently had a boost in uh okay. in listeners from Nigeria. Right. I think I did say that last in, time. In your music. In my music. Now, you know, every every show is, is, is different. Wazir is an artist. He's a hip-hop artist. He's a, a producer and a and a film, what is it? Uh, vid, vid, vid. You can just say filmmaker, that's what filmmaker. I Filmmaker, yeah. yeah, filmmaker. Um, so you do so many videos, uh, videographer. Yeah. But you all them titles. <laughs> yeah, I was say, because I've done every job within the filmmaking. So, But his music is accessible online. That's the point. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you're on iTunes, uh, Tidal. Uh, what's the streaming? It's all the streaming sites, anything you're streaming on Spotify. Spotify, uh, streaming sites. Right. And now the internet is a global network. So now you got fans all over the world. Yeah. When at a time that was like impossible, you couldn't really do that. But you can you can do that now. Like you can put something online, and if people like it anywhere, that they, I mean they could like it anywhere. You could be big in Japan or something. That's true. Because I remember when people stopped wearing Fubu here. Yeah. Somebody told me that Fubu was still really big overseas. Overseas, overseas yeah. People wearing it like it's like the hot. They lining up for Fubu. And we we need to we need to think like that. I mean, you're not gonna do business international unless you think international, right? You know that your mind is your box, so you got to raise that, uh, take that frame off your mind, and think about the rate of opportunities. Because everybody else is doing it, especially you look at somebody like uh, Coca Cola. I was listening to another podcast, and the dude on there grew up traveling and uh, he grew up living all over the world like That's Brazil true. Argentina because his father was like the CEO uh -huh. of Coca-Cola Brazil or Coca-Cola Argentina or Coca-Cola Canada right. so he kept moving around mm -hmm. so that that just shows you that at the top you know we talking about business those are some of the top companies in the Coca-Cola is one we was talking about um, franchising yeah. I forgot to talk about the oil and gas companies. Okay. Like Shell, mm -hmm. your gas station. Well, all of those gas stations are not corporate gas stations. You can have your own Shell gas station with the store. Right. You know, and you're selling the store and, and uh, the, the goods out the store, and you're selling gas, and you have a franchise. Exxon franchise, Valero franchise. Right. You see, but that's a multinational Corporation. We got some gas stations right by our house on that corner, you know. Right. On those two corners. And they got three gas stations that a few months ago were all different brands. It was like... Uh, they still are different brands. Well, well, I'm saying they were different brands than they are now. Like, it was a Shell, right. it was a Valero, and then just a no-name brand on the other side. Right. But now they've all... Rotated now. This one is an Exxon. That one is a Shell instead of a Valero, and that one over there is like a another one. I forgot. It's a. Is it's either a Shell. It's a Shell Valero. Oh, and a Chevron and Exxon. Exxon. Yeah, Exxon. But it's one company. They all some one company owns all three. Star Stop. Mm. Star Stop own about fifty gas stations throughout the city, and. Uh, I talked to them. I talked to one of the managers. And uh I thought across the street was competition. But there's a there's there's a this deception there in business. They make you think that there are three separate companies when it's all one company that all three all three gas stations. Man. But that'll be kind of redundant if it had Shell on all three corners. Mm -hmm. So he got Chevron on this corner, Shell on that corner, Exxon on that corner. Man. That's kind of like why it's always a CVS right across the street from from a Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. Why are they always right by each other? Yeah. That's, <laughs> but, but that's competition. Yeah. But also, you look at monopoly. I mean, what we talked about was what he doing is monopolizing. Mm. He monopolizes. He, he, he got that whole corner. He got that corner. But when you go down to I-10, start stop down there. 
at the corner of uh, uh, Federal and and uh, I ten. Right. If you go down Wallaceville, down by the by the Walmart. Right. That Chevron over there. Mm-hmm. That's connected at McDonald's. Right. Star stop. What about the one over there that hooked to the Burger King? I don't, I don't know. know about that one. Yeah. But the but the one if you go down so, South Lake Houston uh, Lake Houston Parkway to Business Ninety, those two gas stations on both sides, Star Stop. Oh, okay. They owned by the same company. This is a I multi- think he from Pakistan. Or something. Oh, he got a lot of money though. If he owned all them gas stations. Yeah, I talked to one of the guys. He says my uncle, my uncle. That, again, the guy thought, you know, because my father was half black, half Native American. <laughs> Uh, he thought that I was an Indian from India or Pakistan. Right. So he said, he pulled me over to the side. He seen me driving what I drive, you know. So he thought I was a, <laughs> he thought I was a, a Pakistanian. Right. He said, these blacks and Mexicans are crazy. They stupid. They dumb. Wow. And I'm offended. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, you calling me dumb to my face? But I, oh, I, he think I'm one of him. So let me get peep the game. He going to tell me how he truly feel about me, even though we go spend money with them every day. He said, hey, dumb. They pay higher for uh, when they come here, when you can go to Walmart and get it cheaper. I said, yeah, but they paying for convenience. Everybody know that you would pay higher for convenience. You, are, you run a convenience store. He said, back in India, we would never do that. We we price a lower price is more important than convenience. Blacks and Mexicans are dumb. I said, oh, you know, I see how they look. They penny pinch and they tight, and they not reinvesting back in us. You know, they they think we're clowns. That's one of the motivations for this show. Man. I want to share with the audience. This is how they feel about you. <laughs> As you spending your money there. <laughs> so back to unity. Right. This is why we should support one another. And we can begin to address our own ills. You got problems in relationship. You know, one of the biggest reasons why marriages fail is not infidelity. You're not cheating on you. You just ain't got no money. <laughs> you know, say <laughs> so I can do bad by myself. Right. You know, it takes money for to be a head of a household. You know, my mother used to tell my father that you got to pay the cost to be the boss. You got a financial responsibility. You got to be the breadwinner, man. You got to earn some money. You know, you just can't be, uh, uh, have that game, you know, whispering right. the sweet nothings. When you have a family, you got to be a provider. In order for us to provide for our families, we need to be gainfully employed, but we need to generate wealth. We need to build wealth. And we can't do it for working for minimum wage, but we can do it if we have ownership. And that's to inspire us to strive to accept that responsibility to control the economics and the politics of our community. And we defend our community. And we don't let these merchants of death come in and suck our blood like vampires. Our currency, our money, our spending is our hard-earned dollars. That's our blood. And they, like vampires, they sucking our blood. Mm. They getting fat like a tick with our blood, our hard-earned dollars that we out here slaving for. So let's have unity. Let's buy black. That's going to business. And I did want to mention social media. It's so easy. We all walk around with our device, our electronic device, and we own social media. And that's fine. That's good and that's dandy. But now when we're in business and we post our ad, I don't care if you know they black owned and operated. Share their that post. Like that post. Encourage your friends to support that business, you know, because we are hiring from within and we're addressing our own needs. That's the point. Let's start addressing our own problems and not be dependent on the White House to solve our problems. 
Yeah. Because they're not going to save us. I don't think so. Is there any last uh, public announcements or public service announcements you wanted to get into? I wanted to talk about the economic blueprint. That's the farm where we want to raise over 200 million acres of farmland. It was launched by Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, but it's for all our people. It's for economic growth and development, and land is the basis, 200 million acres. But we only ask for five cents a day. That's 35 cents a week, and we talked about sales tax. Mm-hmm. Houston sales tax is 8.25% per dollar. Per dollar, we spend more than a dollar a day with other people. Right. And we only ask them for five cents to invest in ourselves and our future. Right. And to that site is economicblueprint.org. Again, economicblueprint.org. Support that fund. Support that fund. Well, I think that's all we have this week. Okay. Well, you should be able to uh, um, visit uh, the podcast. Mm-hmm. The podcast is on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Business Building Blocks. Right. We're on YouTube now. Definitely on YouTube. Business Building Blocks. Uh, we on Twitter. Uh, and iTunes. Insta- iTunes and Instagram. If you have an iPod. If you have an iPhone, a lot of people don't know this. You already have a have the podcast app on your phone. All you have to do is it's a purple app. It should be on the first page or the second page of your apps. It's purple and it says podcast. Go on there and search for the podcast. Yeah. I forgot to say this. This past weekend we had uh, the Bob Black Marketplace trying to Black Madonna every Saturday, every first Saturday from twelve to six. There's a Buy Black Marketplace at the Shrine of Black Madonna. It's 5309 MLK in Houston, Texas. And also, the Eat Right Food truck was there again. Uh-oh. Support Eat Right Foods. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at Why Eat Right Foods. Um, they just got a shirt, didn't them, they? You can see them around town, too. Their number is 281-387-6323. Again, Eat Right Foods truck, 281 281- Three eight seven sixty three twenty three. All right, and we'll see you next week. We will see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening. You now have the blocks. Now get to building. Goodbye.